2 Corinthians 6.18, I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Welcome back to another inspirational moment from historical Christian romance novels. First of all, I hope everyone had a wonderful summer break. And as we head back into the school year, I pray that God goes before you and blesses each day as you serve him. And I'm thrilled to come back from summer with this series from one of my favorite authors, Julie Lessman. Today's inspirational moment comes from her novel, A Light in the Window. And we will be discussing this book further in Friday's episode, so be sure to tune in. So Julie packs her novels with grit, drama, passion, and God's truth. So I'm going to share a few inspirational messages from her novel, and they all circle back to the fact that God is our father. We are his sons and daughters, and he is a good, awesome, and loving father. So I want to start off with this topic of having a thwarted view of God. And I want to start by talking about the potential we have in carrying a thwarted view of God in our minds. So Julie's hero, Patrick O'Connor, is or has a demeaning father who is abusive, both physically and verbally. And Patrick compensates this by leaning on his confidence and ability to have any woman he wants, which he does as he is considered a Greek god to all of the ladies of the Southie uh, neighborhood. That is until he meets the woman of his dreams, Marceline Murphy. She is a woman of God who has no desire to be with the neighborhood rope. And I say all this really to set up the snippet of a scene between Patrick and uh, Marceline or Marcy. He is practically begging Marcy to give him a chance. So let's listen to this snippet and then dive in to find God's truth. And I just want to preface this with the snippet starts off in Patrick's head as he recalls his father's words to him. You're a waste of a man, Patrick O'Connor, his father would say, selling your soul to the devil instead of living for God. But then it was God who belittled him through the very judgment in his father's eyes, rejected him through the condemnation in his father's barbs. While the devil only had only given him free reign to be accepted and approved, if only in the eyes and hearts of Southie lassies. Defiance steeled his jaw, all but one. His gaze flicked up to the blue eyes soft with pity, an angel's face gentled with empathy that that was nothing more than condescension in disguise. Oh, how he craved to turn his back on the very faith she espoused. That's from page 86, and I apologize, I was a little off in reading that. But this scene actually spirals out of control from here, as you can well imagine, because Patrick's temper is getting ready to flare up some more. However, I want to stop and look at Patrick's thwarted view of God. He equates God the Father with his earthly father, yet the two are nothing alike. And unfortunately, many of us have been or still are stuck in this thwarted view of God, just like Patrick. In fact, Julie also held the same view as Patrick until she surrendered her life to our only one true father, God himself. 
which she has an amazing testimony and we will have an interview coming up with her again in a few weeks, but we also have one, a previous interview. You can go back and search our episodes for that one as well. But let's get back to this. I was blessed with a wonderful, loving earthly father who provided and protected, which was quite a job for him as God gave him six daughters. And I'm, yeah, you can just imagine what that was like for him. But let's get back to the topic here. I've always viewed our Heavenly Father as loving and protective because that is the example my father gave me. Now, I don't share this to make anyone feel bad about their fathers or to raise mine up because as great as my dad is, he's still human and makes mistakes. I share my experience to show you how our earthly fathers have the influence and power to set us up for a loving relationship with God or to push us away to the point we hate our Heavenly Father and want nothing to do with Him. A man's lack of faith and willingness to compromise will be passed on for three generations. However, a man who stands in faith and lives for God blesses his family for generations to come. Our fathers carry a huge responsibility and one they can excel at if they surrender their life to God. And that comes from Pastor Jim Brown, those notes that I took from one of his sermons, which I just felt like really tied into what we're talking about here. So if your earthly father has not provided you with an example of our heavenly father that reflects God's great love for you, then I want you to know that God is the best and most loving father you will ever have. He will never leave you nor forsake you. So don't let your earthly father thwart your view of God. And I want to also quickly address this line from Patrick's thoughts where he says, while the devil had only given him free reign to be accepted and approved, if only in the eyes and hearts of Southie lasses. Now, we live in a time where people don't even consult God's word because God's word doesn't support what they're doing, right? But the devil will always support what you're doing because his goal is to pull you away from God and from truth and from living the way God wants you to live. And the reason why we have such animosity and there's so much headbutting between believers and non-believers and you can just pick a topic right now, a hot topic, and, and just see the animosity there. It's because people who are not living according to God's word are seeking approval. And when they don't get approval from you or whoever it is they're seeking it from, from someone who's saying, no, that doesn't align with God's word, it turns into you hate me, therefore I hate you. And it's a very thwarted view, unfortunately, that the uh, devil is really running free with right now. But this is how Satan works, right? He disguises himself and highlights the good while covering the death that comes from your sins. And he accuses you and assigns you an identity and shame, keeping you from God's freedom. And those are notes from Pastor Mike Silman in one of his sermons a few weeks ago. And it's so true. You either he is telling you this is okay. I'm granting you approval. What you're doing is fine. And you're kind of living in these highlight moments. But in those moments where you are down in the pits and feeling lonely, 
that's where he's going to also turn around and attack you and accuse you, right? And then you feel like you're stuck in this trap of shame when the truth is God the Father is standing there with arms wide open, just waiting for you to come to him. And let me tell you, that is something you have to experience for yourself because it is beyond anything you would ever imagine. So don't fall for the devil's schemes. Cling to God's word and tell Satan to take a hike. I have to tell him that practically every day because he works overtime to pull God's children away from him. Now, something else, another theme that pops up, there's too many to really pull out because Julie really packs her books and packs it well with inspirational methods, but the other or messages. But the other one I want to talk about is the power of prayer. And I don't want this to come across cheesy because it's not. But Julie brings in a wonderful mentor for Patrick, uh, Father Fritz. He's full of wisdom and actually quite a hoot, really. He leads Patrick through what I call his God transformation. So I'm going to share a snippet of a conversation between the two of them where Father Fritz is encouraging Patrick to beseech God in prayer. It was Patrick's turn to laugh. Come on, Father, do you really think God would listen to me any more than Marcy did? Father Fritz studied him with a faint smile. Actually, Patrick, he has a propensity for prayers uttered from the heart, especially when one bows his knee and his throne. He squinted, scratching the edge of his chin. Tends to be a wee bit partial, he does, to a man after his own heart, as I recall. Just look at King David in the Bible. A bit of a rogue such as yourself, lusting after another man's wife. And yet God called him a man after his own heart. Why? Father Fritz leaned in, his gaze pinning Patrick to the wall. Because he repented of his sins and moved on to be the man God called him to be. A man who not only lives his life for God, mind you, but with him. He slowly leaned back in his chair, his eyes never leaving Patrick's face. Something tells me, my boy, that before a man can truly win the heart of a woman like Marceline Murphy, his own heart must be aligned with God's. So, if this young woman means to you all you say she does, a nerve twittered in Patrick's temple, she does. Well then, I would think you'd want to hedge your bets with a chat or two with the Almighty, wouldn't you? That comes from page 196. There's far more uh, previous in their conversation and then uh, after this part of their conversation. That's just really amazing and packed with so many little words of wisdom. So it's a very powerful scene. And prayer often tends to be our last resort, but it should be our first line of defense. In fact, praying and talking to God should be as natural as talking to your best friend and something you do daily. Prayer is powerful, and I don't say that to be cheesy. I truly believe it. I just love how Julie says we should hedge our bets with a chat with the Almighty. And all I can say is amen, because when God is in the middle of, any, of anything, truly anything is possible. So Patrick is not the only one who struggles throughout this novel. Marcy is facing her own doubts and fears, and she is blessed with a wonderful mother and grandmother who pour wisdom into her. 
So here's a little snippet of a conversation with her grandmother, who she calls Mima. Mima bent close, her words warm and husky in Marcy's ear. Not to worry, darling. The decision may be yours, but the strength and wisdom will be all his. Because never forget, Mima tipped her face up, shoring Marcy with a deep faith carefully honed by time. God honors those who honor him, and he always answers their prayers. That's from page 266. God truly does answer our prayers in his timing, which isn't always aligned with our timing, but your prayers do not have an expiration date. Seek God's will and pray unceasingly. I could go on with the many inspirational moments Julie gives her readers, but I'm going to stop here. (laughs) You're going to love Patrick and Marcy's story, and I strongly recommend it, along with all of Julie's books. And I'll put a link to a light in the window below. And just so you're aware, in Friday's episode, Tiff and I will dive into the novel and give you a scoop uh, on what to expect if you pick that book up. And then next week, we'll follow Patrick and Marcy as they navigate World War I with their family in Julie's novel, A Passion Most Pure. Until next time, happy and blessed reading. Thank you for tuning in to my inspirational moment from historical Christian romance novels. I hope you were inspired to pursue God just as he pursues you, for he wants none of his children to perish, but rather he wants you to spend eternity with him in heaven. So if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I invite you today to join your brothers and sisters in Christ and secure your spot in heaven. God bless and see you next time.